सच्चिदानंदपत्रय विनाशा श्रीकृष्णा वीकृष्णा वुम वसुदेवसुत देव कंसचाणूरमर्धनम देवकी परमानंदम कृष्णम वंदे जगद्गु कृष्ण वंदे जगद्गु मूकं कौति वाचाल पंघुम लंघयते गिरीं यमह वंदे परमानंदमाधव परमानंदमाधव वे मनसि प्रतिष्ठिता मनो मे वाचि प्रतिष्ठितमेधी वेद से मणिस्थ श्रुत मे महासी अनेनाधीतेन अहोरात्रदी हृद वदिष्यामी सत्यम वदिष्यामी तन्मावतु तदवक्तावतु अवतु मवतु वक्तावतु वक्ताशाति शाति श्री कृष्ण गोविंद हरे मुरारे हे नाथ नारायण वासुदेवा जिह्वे पिबस्वामृतमेत गोविंद दामोदर माधवेति हे कृष्ण हे यादव हे सखेती हे कृष्ण हे यादव हे सखेती so we were seeing in the last session the last shloka we saw was 44 utsanna kula dharmanam manushyanam janardana narake niyatam vaso bhavati tyanu shushrama we saw that what arjuna is saying here janardana by the destruction of this kula dharma means the family culture the uh, kula dharmanam utsanna kula dharmanam manushyanam whose culture of the humans okay why he is br- had to bring out specially humans here only humans have culture when you go down below animals have no culture why animals have no culture there is a reason Ma- man is bought with two things very important 
one is called buddhi he can choose his action and second thing is that he can create his future now when we talk about animals and the difference between animal and a man is man has got the freedom of action whereas animals have no freedom of action they are pre programmed in today's scientific language their sharira their body is a bhoga sharira they are they have only come here to exhaust their bhoga exhaust their karma which they may have created in a, another human birth i told you na many people the way you know things are going around in society many are definitely falling down the level of human also when they reach when those karmas have been cleansed off those karmas means those sins have been cleansed off which can be exhausted only in a animal body then they become qualified they become cleansed up to take a human birth but again the problem what happens there is in the human birth again they have a freedom to fall back again or to grow above this that freedom is only there in human birth that's why human and body is called karma sharira they have the freedom of action whereas animal body is bhoga sharira so many people do comparison when we talk about even that fact of shraddha and all now many people give this argument they purposely i'm saying this argument what are you talking about shrad will lead you to the higher loka animals are dying every day who is doing shrad for them for the next that is because you have understood the whole concept of this body their body doesn't require that why because they are only bhoga sharira the bhoga gets exhausted they will fall somebody will hunt them or they will die their own death that's different but the moment their bhoga in that sharira the 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 thing karma phala which they have to take in that body is over they will fall somebody may hunt them somebody may not hunt them that's immaterial that's why many animals die also otherwise also that's the concept of of an animal body so you know when we talk about human body it's about the freedom to grow up that freedom to grow up will come from the culture how do you cul- cultivate yours what do you cultivate cultivation comes from the culture i i was hearing uh, pujya gurudev at one place he was saying you see the beauty of this if we what do you mean by maintaining the culture maintaining the culture means tying yourself to the root of your or creation tying yourself to root means it can be two roots one is the root from where you came okay i am leaving that aside for one minute but let me talk about the root of your family the family root is from where you have come out and how you will grow will depend if you keep that root alive also or not culture comes from the root a man who has lost connection to the past has no present i'm using the word purposefully yeah the reason why it is so loud and clear telling that you know be connected kula dharma this that why because from there only will come the culture that will only help you grow a man who is disconnected from the past has no present and if you do not have a present let's not even think about the future that's exactly the decadence which has happened to the indian society today we in the spree of being educated we have disconnected ourselves from the whole connection i'm giving you one small example i'm using this example for a reason there is a hashtag which is trending these days i'm not naming the person who's running it it's called no bindi no business 
आप लोग को ढूंढना है नो बिंदी नो बिजनेस वॉट इज द पॉइंट इज सेंग इज दैट स्लोली ग्रेजुअली द एंटायर कंज्यूमरिज्म सर्कल एंटायर कंपनीज बिकॉज दे वर ऑल लाइक कॉन्ग्लोमरेट्स हु केम फ्रॉम अब्रॉड दे वेरी स्लोली ग्रेजुअली हैज कट ऑफ आवर सेल्फ फ्रॉम द हिंदू कल्चर द मोमेंट इट कम्स दिवाली द फर्स्ट थिंग इज दैट बर्निंग क्रैकर क्रिएट्स पोल्यूशन इन दिंग अरे वाह वन डे बर्निंग क्रैकर विल क्रिएट पोल्यूशन एंड यू आर बर्निंग क्रैकर ऑन थर्टी फर्स्ट डिसम्बर फॉर द न्यू ईयर एंड दिंग दैट विल नॉट क्रिएट पोल्यूशन फॉर यू वेन इट कम्स टू हिंदुइजम दे हैव लॉट ऑफ दीज काइंड ऑफ आर्ग्यूमेंट्स विच कम अप डोंट डू दिस डोंट डू दैट आई आई चैलेंज दैम फ्रॉम हियर इन दिस स्टेज इट सेल्फ दैट यू नो गो एंड से दीज काइंड ऑफ थिंग्स टू अदर रिलीजन्स टेल इस्लाम दैट डोंट कट अट एनी थिंग ऑन बकरीद because that is what is killing the culture tell them you will be crucified the next day only because hindus are quiet you have slowly gradually cut them off from the culture and you know if i am one who will say when come deepavali burn as much crackers as possible don't worry about the pollution one day nothing is going to create a pollution i'm sorry it why disconnect them because that is what is keeping our culture alive how does the culture are kept is kept alive culture is kept alive by these festivals and occasions these are the one which keep your culture alive so they say slowly gradually they remove that first when the holy comes they say don't waste water everything has to come with our festival only now what they the, that person was saying who created this hashtag is that slowly if you see even for deepavali ad also they will have a female without a bindi they have slowly removed that cultural sign also because bindi is a cultural sign of hinduism by the way all surrender so what is wrong in that yeah no they want to cut off from the culture there is nothing wrong in that so now since that hashtag has started trending those guys through photoshop have put bindis on on the, all those ads themselves i saw that ad when you i'm telling you from what i've seen because i will not tell something which i have not seen myself i have to verify that first anyway the point is this the culture means connected back to your roots the moment you are connected to your roots you will automatically create a better present when you have a better present your future is already made you don't have to worry about them that is why there is so much stress given by arjuna on kula dharma jati dharma kula dharma jati dharma he is talking this throughout this whole whole points what he is talking about so he says utsanna kula dharmana once the family culture is lost of the humans who are here aniyatam narake vasa bhavati they will fall into hell for an unknown period of time they will fall into hell is the word why the culture is lost you have nothing to cultivate to grow above and i am again repeating that thing which i told in one of the classes there is two kind of development horizontal and vertical so the culture will breed into you how you have to grow in the vertical space horizontal so you don't have to do anything many things are taught in the world itself you open the television you go to school college they will all teach you enough i would say use use the word more than enough to grow horizontally they will teach you but nobody teaches you to grow vertically 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 in the in the whole segment so that's what he's saying i have seen if you do not grow vertically you will fall into hell for an unknown period of time and arjun use the word iti anushushrama like this i have heard from my own people my own ancestors my own own gurus and all who came to my uh, you know kingdom 
um, in our sabha and all. I heard from them, from the own assembly. So this is not something which is cultivated of my own mind. This is how I have heard. So, you know, I'll use few words here. I'll elaborate it later on. There are four words which I want to bring out from this, this uh, aspect. And it is very commonly used these days. One is a dialogue. First is a dialogue. Second is discussion. Third is debate. Fourth is argument. They all somewhere mean and sound the same in, in a normal parlance. But you see, every scripture of ours, including Bhagavad Gita, is a dialogue. What is the difference between dialogue, discussion, argument, or debate and argument? There are four words which I give you. Dialogue means what? My intention behind that thing is to learn something. I am in a receptive mode. I will receive and I may discuss, I may ask questions, not that it's a one-way dialogue. I will ask questions which is the intention of asking the question is also to resolve the doubt inside me. It's called a constructive way of speaking. Okay. The second thing is discussion. Discussion is that many people sit together and they put their own points, but the intention behind the discussion is to reach one conclusion. Now comes the next to two dangerous word, debate. <laughs> I purposely raise the point. Debate. What is wrong with debate? What is wrong with debate? Very good. Its only purpose is, intention is to prove their point. Conclusion is not the outcome of a debate. That's why open a TV channel, especially news channel, there are so many debates which go. Everybody will be speaking on top of their voice. I don't know what is going on there. Nobody reaches any conclusion. Rather, I'll tell you the other side of it. People listening it walk out with a confusion in mind. <laughs> because what they didn't have is fed into their brain. You lost what you had also. I, I never had this confusion. I don't know suddenly what happened. You must have listened to the debate yesterday. Gone. The fourth thing is argument. Oh my God, argument is the next level of debate. The purpose of argument is only to prove one's point without any intention to listen to anyone. You will continue to argue. Now, this is a bracket which many youngsters today are falling into. Even when parents say something, they will argue. But argument is for the sake of arguing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> debate ka bhi wahi purpose to put the other person down. But the, there is no real intention behind argument at all. It will reach nowhere. It will spoil your mind also. You see, what we need to pick up from Arjun is that if you, amongst these four, choose your way of life correctly, and that is what is taught from culture. In our olden times, when elders speak in the house, we used to listen. We used to clarify. I am not giving a stamp that elders are always right. That's not what I mean. They may be wrong also somewhere because somewhere in between the cultural education is lost. So their basic ground may have lost somewhere. But most of the time they are right. Why? Because they are more experienced than you. 
they have seen life more than you they have seen life more than the children at least they are speaking from their experience right so they need to be given the hearing ear listen and if they are wrong you know go and check if they are wrong don't accept that's fine but at least have the patience to listen to them you see arjun here is blabbering left right and center bhagwan is not giving one reaction also arjun is worried no <laughs> arjun is worried now an intelligent person if i am like you know singing the song since last 14 15 shlokas and he is not even giving a reaction forget about yes or no he is not even nodding his head i don't understand whether he is understanding or not or he is in agreement or disagreement what the hell is the problem now arjun is worried because bhagwan is not giving reaction you see i'll tell you one thing very honestly many times silence is a bigger answer than your actual answer every time to even punish you have an you know if you feel that somebody has done something wrong every time you don't need to go and punish them silence is a bigger punishment also by the way you just remain silent i'm telling you trust me however criminal that other person may be he'll be worried after a while there is some problem because the problem now is we have trained our mind to speak up before even the other person has finished the conversation so our mind doesn't keep silence that point is we have all forgotten how to remain silent that's why why is the world known of oh <laughs> well that's a different side altogether that's why you won't believe these days people have to go to sessions like meditation and other things to learn how to remain silent you know arjun is going to bring up this topic later on bhagwan se arjun will say bhagwan i am impressed with the life of a sadhu i want to run away and meditate under a uh, you know tree bhagwan says go and meditate try and show you think that you will just go and sit and you will meditate there is one shloka which will come in the going uh, in the forthcoming chapters when bhagwan will say karmani akarma yah pashyet he will use the word see akarma no action in every action and see lot of action in every no action <laughs> bhagwan you are saying self contradicting fact things what are you talking about that's the point amidst all the mumbo jumbo of life amidst all the problems in this world if you can train your mind to remain silent you have achieved one portion of spirituality let me use one word here because i have seen mahatmas doing this i was i was traveling to rishikesh one time and that day i decided that i leave patiala ashram and i'll go without any booking or anything let me see how god takes care i went to use the word test god <laughs> whichever way but sometimes it's always fun to do it so i went there in that crowded bus station of rishikesh there was one saint who was sitting in that abundant you know abundant rush and all that noise going around this saint was quietly meditating monbat is that no it's not monbat this one meditating i was so impressed by the glow of that rishi 
that I missed my bus, I missed my everything and I stood there for him to wake up from his meditation. And I touched his feet. See, that's how, what the culture treats, treats us. When you see somebody higher than you, there is no harm in prostrating to that person. Even if he may be of whichever age, doesn't matter. The thing is, you should see that he's higher, you can learn something. Because when you prostrate, you are already surrendering your ego to that person. You have already become a recipient of receiving something from him. I prostrated to him and he got up. I waited there three hours. Stood there watching him. He had no movement at all. He was still in meditation. I was so impressed. I tried this many times. So I asked him, Swamiji, you know, I am very, you know, I am very touched by your... I, we don't use the word impressed in spirituality that way. We only say touched. I feel gratitude. Those kind of words. Because spirituality is not to impress other people. It's to learn from one another. Actually, so I told Swami, I'm very touched with what I saw. So I want to know, how did you achieve there? So Swamiji told me one lesson, which I've always kept in my life. He said, if you really start meditating, practice, start practicing some ounce of meditation in utmost crowded places. Can you really discipline your mind to remain silent? In war field, in places where there are things going on, can you remain silent? You will be worried for your body. You have to leave everything. At that time, it comes in, in our scriptures also, Vairagyam Eva Abhayam. Dispassion is one thing which becomes at paramount importance for reaching that state of spirituality. Why dispassion? The moment you close the eyes, the first thing will be that, you know, when I open the eyes, my luggage is gone. My dispassion is gone. Dispassion is one which will make you free to meditate even at any level, at any point in time, at any place. So you have to understand what that Swamiji told me is that you have to learn how to meditate in places which are not meant to be meditate, meditation places. So that's how you have to train, you have to go against the nature. So once you do that, Swamiji said, you know, I have, it's not something just come over, a, you know, one or two years. I've practiced it because my guru taught me when I was traveling in train. He narrated the whole incident. Because when you travel in train, at that time, AC, VC, you never used to be so popular. He said, if you're sitting in a second class bogey, you know, the train, sound of the train itself is so much. that I don't think meditation is something, you speaking amongst people is also difficult. When you are traveling in train. So he said, I, he trained me from there. So Arjun is saying, like this I have heard from other people. Now I will chant the remaining three shlokas together. Two shlokas together. Aho batamahat papam kartum vyavasitavayam yadrajya sukhalobhena hantum swajana mudyataha yadi mama pratikaram Ashastram Shastra Panayah Dhartarashtrarane Hanyuhu Tanme Chemataram Bhavet Aho Batamahat Papam Kartum Vyavasitavayam Yadraja Sukhalo Bhena Hantum Swajana Mudyataha Yadi Mama Pratikaram Ashastram Shastra Panayah Dhartarashtrarane Hanyuhu Tanme Chemataram Bhavet 
Arjun uses the word. 40, sorry, did I not mention the slok number? 45 and 46. 46. 45 and 46. These are the last two shlokas where Arjun concludes his argument. I am using the word argument purposely because he is bringing for something which Bhagwan is not accepting. That's why I am using the word argument. So he is bringing forth his argument and in these last two shlokas, he uses the word Aho Bata Mahat Papam. He is using the word Oh my God. The way you say, na, when you, you know, scream out in this, uh, you know, shock. Aho Bata Mahat Papam. What should I say, Bhagwan? Mahat Papam Kartum Vyavasita Vayam. Aho Bata. You know, deep sorrow. What a sorrow, Bhagwan, I am talking about here. Vayam Mahat Papam Papam Kartum Vyavasitaha. We have all set out or decided to do a gross sin. Mahat Papam is using the word. See, Mahat word is used for great. But for sin, the word great may not go. I can't say great sin, right? There is no sin which is great. So it's saying horrifying sin is the word or terrible sin. Bhagwan, we have all decided to walk towards something which will end up, up doing terif terrifying sin and, and it will inherit sins only on us. Kartum Vyavasitavayam. And for what? He uses the word Yat Rajya Sukha Lobhena. That too only for the greed of this kingship and the pleasures arriving out of kingship. Did you get the shloka? No. no. You haven't? 45. Aap unko dikhao. 45, 46 dekho. Below, below. Sector mein nahi. Shlok sab se niche likhao ga. Oh, sorry. Chapter 1, chapter 1. Achha, aap sector chapter bolna ga rahe ha. Ha. Because every shlok, every chapter will have 45, 46. Yeah. So you see below. Yeah. Aho, but I am not having the same book, so I cannot tell you the page number. So you got it, no? no? So you keep the bookmark on that page so that you know where we continue. So he says, Aho bata mahat papam kartum vyavasita vayam. We have all set out. Vyavasita matlab nishchitavanta. We have all decided to do this horrifying sin, Bhagwan. What? And that too for what? Yat. Rajya Sukha Lobhena that too arising out of the greed for the pleasure from the kingdom Yat Rajya Sukha Lobhena the uh, Sukha, the pleasure arising out of the happiness from the kingdom by owning a kingdom so I can use it both ways also Yat Rajya Sukha Lobhena we can split it also, we can join it together I will use the join it together here he says that too for just this paltry pleasure of the kingdom and what we have done, we have set out ourselves and decided to what? Swajana hantum udyataha. We have set out to just kill our own people. Swajanam, our people, our own king, kings and kids. To kill them, we have set out for that. That too only for out, arising out of the greed for this, this uh, Rajya. And the pleasure arouting, arising out of the kingdom. In the next shloka he says, now here Arjun concludes. Because... He has lost all logical arguments in his own mind. He has nothing left to say now. So he is turned. Bhagwan is not giving any reaction at all. So he says, Yadi, now he concludes saying, 
ईवन इफ यदि माम अप्रतिकारम अशस्त्रम शस्त्रपाणय ही सेज यदि माम ईवन इफ मी अशस्त्रम अप्रतिकारम ईवन इफ मी हु हैड गिवन अप शस्त्रपाणय मीन्स गिवन अप वेपन्स माय बो एंड एरो अप्रतिकारम एंड विल गो अनरेजिस्टेड अप्रतिकारम मतलब विदाउट टेकिंग विदाउट रेजिस्टिंग टू देयर एयर फाइटिंग टूवर्ड्स मी एंड हु एम आई गोइंग टू फाइट विथ ही टॉक्स अबाउट शस्त्र पाणे है धारताराष्ट्र एंड हाउ आर द पीपल ऑन द अदर साइड धृतराष्ट्र साइड एंड दे डिसाइड टू कीप देयर वेपन्स एंड फाइट विद मी यूजिंग देयर वेपन्स वेन इवन दो आई हैव गिवन अप माई वेपन्स एंड वॉट हैपन्स रने हन्यू एंड आई गेट किल्ड बाय देम भगवान इवन इफ आई गेट किल्ड बाय देम तत् मे क्षेमतरम भवेत इवन इफ दैट हैपन्स I will. I think that is going to be for the betterment of me. <laughs> Arjun has reached that stage. Now he has given up all his arguments. You see, a person, Arjuna, who was the master of situation and master of circumstances, has suddenly fallen into a bracket of becoming a victim of a situation and victim of of your or whole circumstances. You see. how a master and till now if you read mahabharat you will know arjun has a mastery over every situation anywhere you know i will talk about most difficult situations which were put forward in front of in put forthwith in front of arjun you see when in dyut krida happened no reaction from arjun when draupadi vastrakaran happened no reaction from arjun why elder brother is supposed to speak culturally he is so well versed he has surrendered to the culture that way you think he was sent, they were sent to forest for so many years no oh you know resistance from arjun at all even though he was master sitchin how he managed himself very well nowhere in the whole mahabharat except this one chapter you have any place you can point finger on arjun he is so perfect such a master who has mastery over his capabilities mastery over the archery and the uh, art of warfare such a person who has won so many battles to his credit who had always made bhishma pitamah and his guru proud of their teaching such person has fallen from the bracket of mastery over situation to becoming a victim of a situation at this place now arjun has given up all the arguments nothing is left so the next line the last shloka of this chapter is basically a summary given by sanjay what has happened so it says sanjay uvacha sanjay uvacha means sanjay said what sanjay said I have something to talk about at the end. That's why I'm completing this portion right now, and then I'll take over that. Sanjay Vacha, Eva Muktarjuna Sankhe, Rathopastha Upavishad, Visrujjasasharam Chapam, Shokasam Vigna Manasah, Eva Muktarjuna Sankhe, Rathopastha Upavishad, Visrujjasasharam Chapam. शोक संविघ्न मानस नव ह्य संजय इज गिविंग अ कमेंट्री टू धृतराष्ट्र 
having said this, who? Arjuna. What happened? Evam Uktva Arjuna. Having said this, Arjuna. How, what happened? In where? Her, uh, sankhe. Now the word Sankhe here means in the battlefield, in the midst of battlefield. Sankhe means in the midst of battlefield. In the middle of battlefield, uh, Sankhe, Shoka Samvigna Manasa, he drowning in or, or overpowered by sorrow. Shoka, sorrow. He overpowered by sadness, depression, sorrow. Arjuna, Eva Muktva. Sasharam Chapam Visrujya. Keeping aside, Chapam means the bow. Sasharam, along with the arrow. Keeping aside on the chariot. Ratho Paste Upavishat. He went and sat at the back of the chariot. He just sat down. See, till now he was talking that my body is losing balance and all those things. But he hasn't really sat down till now. He was talking to Bhagwan in the standing position only. Now we have to think, to just cover up this shloka, we have to think which, this way. A master of a situation, how did sorrow overpower him? There are two aspects which I want to show you from here. What has happened? Arjuna, according to his own understanding and knowledge, has already given all the arguments in favor of his situation today. He said why he doesn't want to fight. He said, I have no interest in just earning kingdom and you know, Rajya, Sukha, Bhoga, Jeevan and all those things he's already given up. We are not so ambitious or we are not so colonial that we want to create somebody as our own colony. Because there are only these reasons why you end up doing a war. So the fact is, what has happened is why Arjuna got overpowered by sorrow. We need to understand two aspects here. What happens is when you have already come into a mental conclusion, there is a fight going on between your, your intellect and your emotion. So we will use the word which is common parlance use. There is a fight between your head and heart. H and H. We use that word very commonly these days. Why? Head is symbolizing of wisdom comes out of knowledge. There has to be conclusive fact. You have to decide for the intellect. Please remember I have told you before also the function of intellect is very clear. Huh? Uh, you know Nishchayatmika uh, Buddhi that which decides. For deciding you need to have the pro and con and have a clearer knowledge to decide upon. But mind is what? Sankalpa Vikalpatmakaha Manaha. This is the Vedanta definition of mind. Mind is when uh, I can do this also, I can do this also. Then when you have too many options, who will decide? Buddhi has to decide. The function of mind is not to make a decision. The function of intellect is to decide. That's why mind, there are times when mind gets overpowered by emotion. And that's what we in common parlance use the word as heart. It's not the physical heart. Mind, we call it as heart at that point. And so we, don't, we use it mixingly that way. So Arjuna, ha what happens is, Arjuna has already given all the arguments, but uh, the person who is supposed to agree on these arguments, he has not said anything. Who is that person? Bhagwan Krishna. He didn't see a response from Bhagwan Krishna yet. Now, Bhagwan Krishna, not only the fact that 
भगवान कृष्णा हैज गिवन नॉट इवन नॉट गिवन ए येस ही सीज फ्रॉम भगवान स्पेशल रिएक्शन दैट भगवान कृष्णा इज नॉट हैप्पी विद अर्जुना द वे अर्जुना गिव द आर्ग्यूमेंट एंड नॉट ओनली दैट फैक्ट ऑल्सो भगवान इज अगेंस्ट अर्जुना सार्ग्यूमेंट दैट्स वन फैक्टर विच इज पुटिंग सम प्रेशर ऑन अर्जुना हेड ओके द सेकेंड फैक्टर विच इज वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट फॉर ऑल ऑफ अस टू नो इज दैट मेनी अ टाइम्स वी मे डिसाइड एंड कम टू सम कंक्लूजन बेस्ड ऑन अवर लिमिटेड डेटा एंड वी मे हैव सम इमोशंस टू डिसाइड दैट फैक्ट बट वी आर अंडर प्रेशर ऑफ एक्सपेक्टेशन ऑफ अदर्स ऑल्सो वाई आई एम यूजिंग दिस वर्ड अर्जुन नोस that his mind has conclusively reached an end place where he has decided that he doesn't need to fight now listen to me very carefully arjuna is a warrior he is not an school going kid these days to kids also they when we tell them something they say that no listen you say whatever you want to say i have decided and that's it and they will walk away <laughs> right arjuna is a grown up man if he has conclusively decided in his intellect that this war is not right to fight he could have easily walked away why does he need approval he is not somebody who needs approval to walk away from anywhere he could have walked away but that's the point we need to remember if in life when you choose god as your charioteer in life please remember ha huh? when you choose god as your charioteer in life then you have chosen somebody higher so whatever or you know wrong right or whichever conclusions you may have come up to you will need a nod from him before you go ahead if you've chosen somebody who's higher than you as somebody who's who's supposed to lead you in life or give you advice you will definitely respect and have gratitude to that person that's why bhagwan's nod was utmost important for arjun and bhagwan is the first one standing in front of arjun so the first nod he ex- expected was from bhagwan he didn't give anything he didn't react also the second thing is arjun knows this fact for very sure that even though my brain has conclusively he reached a conclusion depending upon the knowledge i have that this war is not right to be fought and you know my emotion may have supported that thing but what happens to the other people who are standing on our side pandava army which is standing they all have some expectation from me do they did they come here for the war that you know even if arjun walks away it's okay we will fight they have high hopes and high expectation from arjuna and remember many a times in our in our life how we decide to be in the right path sometimes is because somebody expect something from us many times we don't go or wander into unknown territories or unrighteous territories because of the fear of expectation of other people this is a fact of life if there is a clear bond and as i told you pancha varshani lalaye dasha varshani taade if there is a clear bond between a child and a parent even before walking into the unrighteous territories they will say oh no my parents won't feel right you know that will becoming become a stopping factor for them to wander go and go wrong many a times many people have told us personally also to me they have told you said it so right i i went out for education i was falling into bad company but just thinking of my parents i stopped 
that's the way we look up to people the people you look up to their not becomes important and there are people who expect from arjun they agreed for war to fight on the side of from the side of pandavas because arjun was there they have high hopes from him now you think arjun walks away can he dare walk away that's another burden on arjun's emotion and mind because of others expectation and because of bhagwan not giving nod even though arjun has conclusively come to a conclusion of his arguments that this war is not right but he knows very well even if he would have concluded he will have to end up fighting now since his mind has decided something else his buddhi has decided something else and he has to do something else that that gap is what we call as depression depression means jab air pressure pressure padta hai his depression his sorrow is that expectation and because of not having bhagwan's approval he will have to end up fighting in spite of the fact that he don't want to fight now that thing has created sorrow in arjun there is a science called duty science usko hum hindi mein kehte hain kartavya vigyan dekho some some terms i'll use the way it is used in hindi because i may say duty science it may not bring out the actual import of the thing in the duty science or kartavya vigyan there is a word that if time comes we have some expectation from us it's okay to we have some expectation from others it's okay to give up that expectation but whatever expectation others have from you never give that up even if somebody you have expectation from others it's okay because that's in your own choice in your own territory you can choose to keep or or give away even if there are times when it comes you give away that's good for you to give away but if somebody else has some expectation from you never ever do that fact of leaving or giving up that expectation you should always fulfill them because that's the line of pap and punya and i was discussing after this session last week bhagwan is going to come up with that topic bhagwan will say karmano gehna gatihi the gati the final goal destination you reach with every karma it's very deep to understand which karma will lead you to where to which destination only a person who knows dharma well can tell you by doing this you will reach where every karma every karma in this creation has a set out destination if you need to change your destination it will not change by you just making a resolve to change the destination it's not something that you get up from here okay i wanted to go to ludhiana i'll change the destination i'll go to somewhere else it's not like that whatever karma will do that freedom of yours is only in karma once you have done karma whatever destination that karma is supposed to lead you it will take you there definitely you have to go there that's a fact we need to keep very well in our mind now you know i had spoken so much about the shraddha and other karmas now i want to pick up some portion which i left last time it's very important now whenever i speak about shraddha karma you need to remember one thing shraddha karma is the a topic of karma kand our whole oh, uh, scripture our whole hindu or sanatan dharma is divided into two portion karma kand and you know what you call that gyan kand i'll use two words 
okay, let me just use the word the way Veda is divided. Veda is divided into three portions. Okay, karma, upasana, jnana. There are three portions to Veda. One is called karma kand. Karma kand means the, the the way how you need to do action, which action will lead you to where, how you need to purify yourself through action, that is mentioned in karma kand. It's a full science in itself. Karma kand. It's part of Veda. The second portion is for those people who are action oriented. Why Veda is also divided into three portions, Karmakand, Upasana Kand and Jnana Kand because people are divided into three categories. There are many people who are totally action oriented. You explain them something else they won't be able to do. And many people come back and, and you know debate and discuss with us also. I am using the word discuss and debate not argue or anything purposively. This, many people come and discuss and debate with us also. You know Aniji, these things are, are not required, you know, do good action, good action will lead you to wherever you need to reach. I am sorry, that's only half truth. If action could only lead you to the final destination, final destination, then other things may not have been required also. Action is definitely required to gain when punya or, you know, gain in good deeds or good merits, it is required. But action cannot lead you to the final destination of realization. It cannot. Action has its own limitation. I'll give you one small example. Even good action, however good that action may be, you will see there will be somebody who will be against that also. Against you or against that action. Every action is like this. However good that action may be. Action has got its own limitation. So for the person who is very action oriented, Bhagwan, show him the way in this Bhagavad Gita itself called Karma Yoga. How you need to grow through action. But you have to grow through action. It will lead you to a particular portion. There are next kind of people who are not so much action oriented. Or they may have in the past life understood the limitation of action. Those people, but they are not ready for Gyan yet. Okay? So for them... Upanishad or Veda has created one portion called Upasana Kand. Upasana Kand means the art of Upasana, in which the which comes Puja, Japa. There is one portion of Puja called Yag and Yagya, which is part of Karma Kand. There is portion of Yag, Yagya and all that comes under Karma Kand. Even Puja, Archana comes under Karma Kand, by the way. But there is a way to grow into that. Those people who have grown above the karma kand, for them comes upasana kand, jisme aata hai jap and dhyan, meditation. Meditation is part of upasana kand. Please remember it well. Huh? But it's for what? It's for training your intellect or purifying your intellect or sharpening your intellect to grasp the subtler subject called God. Because God is the most subtlest thing in this whole creation. And those people who have done Karma Kand enough, they have understood the limitation of Karma Kand. They have already done Upasana Kand also in their previous life. They are the people who become ready for Gyan Kand. Bhagwan will come here. Bhakti Yoga also comes. Dhyan Yoga also comes in this sixth chapter. Is Dhyan Yoga only. He will talk about meditation. Karma Upasana is taken very well. The problem what happens is, if for a person who's 
actually focuses on action and gnan is given to him knowledge is given to him that person will become anti to knowledge because he is not understood oh, i don't understand what you are talking about you are talking nonsense what sit down and do all these things and there is god you explain him god and all those things you have to prepare him every every step is a preparation in life i told you about the vertical development it doesn't happen just because we want to develop vertically we have to prepare ourselves step by step then last comes gyan kand gyan kand is about the knowledge where upanishads and other things play a role okay now i am and tell me one more aspect of the philosophy i told you about astik darshan and nastik darshan in one of the session and i spoke about three nastik darshan i am leaving them aside one for one portion right now i'll pick up astik darshan because next chapter is also related to that i'm going to bring it up now in astik darshan there are six darshans i spoke about nyaya vaisheshika sankhya yoga then purva mimamsa and uttar mimamsa okay there is one sankhya which comes over there next chapter is also sankhya yoga don't confuse with that sankhya and this sankhya bhagwan is not talking about this that sankhya here that sankhya which is mentioned there his that everyone have their rishi kanada gautama they are like rishis for all of them gautama kanada gautam is for nyaya then vaisheshik is kanada Uh, then uh, sankhya is kapil muni who comes in shrimad bhagavad also where kapil upakhyan comes that is sankhya yoga he is given sankhya over there yoga which is broadly these days is related to all those those uh, organizations which are teaching you meditation they are all tied up to yoga yoga is the rishi of yoga is patanjali not what ramdev ji is i don't want to confuse you with that huh? ramdev ji is holding one of the patanjali yoga centers i don't want to confuse there i didn't name anybody like that <laughs> so apparently actually the guru the rishi of yoga shastra is patanjali patanjali is the yoga yoga guru and that's why for yoga he is given sutras which is like shlokas by the name patanjali yoga sutra many of the people follow patanjali yoga sutra for their yoga and meditation yoga ni yoga and meditation one is y o g a which is what ramdev ji is teaching <laughs> one is yoga without the a <laughs> it's like what you call you know apostrophe or whatever you call it a is silent there yoga and yoga yoga is two different word so but ramdev ji is teaching is yoga i am not talking about that i am talking about yoga so patanjali then comes the most important factor why i brought up to this discussion is purva mimamsa and uttar mimamsa okay now purva mimamsa is the entire karmakand and upasana also to that matter rishi for purva mimamsa is jaimini okay jaimini is the jaimini was a disciple of vedavyas ji so vedavyas ji told jaimini to go and do translation and bhashya or the detail on karmakanda sutras so jaimini is the source rishi of, of purva mimamsa which is called karmakanda and upasana kand that way then comes your uttar mimamsa which we are all going to follow now i brought you up to that point uttar mimamsa the rishi is vedavyas ji vedavyasa 
we all look up to him okay he is the ultimate authority for us for vedanta now the reason i brought to you that is you know the moment i say uttar mimamsa uttar mimamsa has got six schools <laughs> i'm going to bring you to that someday but you just listen to this point right now gyan kand is all in uttar mimamsa so our vedavyas ji has got the credit of writing the whole vedas in book form before that veda used to be stored in the intellect of the students generation after generation when vedavyas ji came to know that intellect size is becoming shorter and shorter the world size is becoming bigger and bigger to keep in your head people are going to lose everything so that time vedavyasa sat down and split one veda into four and gave to four different ent schools for them to continue the preaching so that became one veda became into four on in that veda itself karmakanda and all these things come then karmakanda detail was as written by jaimini jaimini sutra which is purva mimamsa and uttar mimamsa came here now the reason i am bringing this up is that shrad is a part of karmakanda is not part of gyankand adhyatma ka vishay nahi hai karmakand ka vishay hai but sirf because it is a it's a topic of karmakand doesn't mean that it need to be neglected our rishis have very well thought after every step of the thing to come to that conclusion just you know giving it up or just putting it down just because some rishis have written somewhere we cannot even think the way those rishis have thought after and they have, have written all these things now the reason i brought up to shrada is that definitely yes your karma will decide where will you reach at the end i want to split this into three portion right now okay once a person leaves the body where he goes the destination is decided by his own action his or her own action apne apne karm batayenge meri gati kya hogi gati matlab mera gantavya sthan kya hoga meri final destination kya hogi where will i reach that's one thing but there are two more things which are required for because you know when to reach there is not about the destination you need medium also you need facilitating factors also isn't it to reach somewhere for example you want to go from here to somewhere for example alabar or you know what you call that at uh, kashi for example if you want to go to kashi definitely yes your money is required to go to kashi your money will definitely is required because your karma is your money that will take you to the final destination but you need a medium also and you need some facilitating factors medium means something has to take you there right transport. and some transport has to take you there and also you need the intermediary mediums means you will have to book the ticket also somewhere you have to reserve your seat there are other mediums also required all these things put together will decide your journey now when it comes to shrada why shrad karma is important my karma will define my final destination that's right but there is an option for you what is the option you can decide to walk to your destination if i have to go to kashi think of walking to the destination i definitely need medium right without medium i can't go and for even booking a seat in the medium i need some facilitating factors that's exactly what shrad karma does shrad karma done by the generation for the older generation will not change the final destination of that person that has already been defined by the karma of that person 
because what he has deserves he'll reach there but even okay for example let me take the example of this train journey itself when you have to go to kashi in train now if you book a ticket then you will have your own seat you don't have to end up fighting over the seat you can travel in ac you can travel in any of the thing depending upon your own own uh, means right whatever you have you can according to your own caliber you can do reach there what according to your own potential but just think you have to reach kashi in a general compartment i know i don't i hope nobody has seen it thank god that experience come from somewhere when we were in college and all now once we decided to travel one fine day to agra and agra is not so far from here so college out of the college we decided and we didn't we didn't have money in pocket at that time we even though had pocket money but we decided let's try general class once that experience is still in my head so i can explain you very well you won't believe there is like not even a place to breathe in that compartment forget about sitting somewhere and getting a seat the whole way you had to stand and stand what you will be pushed to one direction you will be pushed out from one direction it's like mumbai local <laughs> mumbai local is a better example for me to give <laughs> you know mumbai local has got first class compartment also and other compartment also so you, you board according to the crowd and you get down also according to the crowd where the crowd wishes to drop you they will drop you you may not have any say in the whole thing so you know shrad karma is actually people what they do here is only helping you facilitate your journey ahead they are not going to change your destination that's why shrad becomes important that is what our rishi munis have thought after and given here to even reach that conclusion we need to understand three basic fundamental understanding of sanatan dharma three basic fundamental understanding of sanatan dharma first is according to sanatan dharma jeev jeeva is is actually a pravahi nitya he is a floating reality floating reality means he will remain here he doesn't start from the body and he is not going to end with this body full stop okay and when i am saying according to sanatan dharma not only sanatan dharma all the religions which are born in india they all accept this reality i'm not talking about the religions born outside there is a reason i'm bringing the difference especially christianity and islam according to them this body is the start of a jiva but they accept that this body is not the end of the jiva but they believe what this body is the start of jiva sanatan dharma doesn't say that very clear this body is definitely not the start because many e uh, culture many sanskaras which we have many thought process we have many habits we have is coming from some different yoni also we have gone through many different yonis what to talk about here so sanatan dharma is very clear on this first factor this is the basic foundation of sanatan dharma the second foundation of sanatan dharma is there is an an comprehensive and you know oh non divisible relationship between karma action and the fruit of action they both go together they are inseparable in nature every action has to have a fruit of action and remember the one who has done the action he has to bear the fruit of that action whether it is good or bad whether you like it or not like it that is the reason i use the word gehano karmana gatihi 
the the gati the final destination of karma karma is very very deep to understand so that's the second understanding of sanatan dharma now many people differ many where so i will just bring the third foundation of sanatan dharma first then i'll go back to what other religions think why shraddha becomes important for us the third foundation is because every fruit has got an action everything which comes in one's life is has to be is the fruit of that person's own action good or bad very clear ha huh? sanatan dharma is very crystal clear on this understanding the basic foundation of sanatan dharma now why it came we don't need to get into that because we can't see our past action this body comes out of past life's action past lives i use not just past life past lives action so where it came from we don't need to look but we need to understand one thing karma and the fruit of action action and the fruit of action has got an and completely non collapsible form of of they cannot be separated or non separable they are together and every person bears his own own uh, fruit of whatever actions he has done the second foundation the third foundation which is related to this is that since every action has got a fruit that is the reason and every fruit cannot be enjoyed in this earth only that is why sanatan dharma has said there are 14 lokas seven up seven down depending upon one's own action that is the reason for these 14 lokas or 14 bhuvan how you call it everyone will fall into heaven or hell according to their action so these are the three basic foundation of sanatan dharma which we all need to keep in mind for understanding shrad karma now with that basic principle i am going to bring out first the difference of other people i spoke elaborately in the last class that in every religion there is an elaborate function for death also for birth also there are many occasions they have different functions they may put you know put us down that you have such stupid function all everyone has it now let me ask you a question in islam and christianity now i am bringing you some different religions understanding also here to decipher us from some sanatan them from sanatan dharma for other religion what happens is this body may not be the final destination of jiva but they say why they have something called grave at the end of the life i am giving you that point they say grave is the place where that jiva rests he takes rest after death of the body till when he will rest their understanding is clear till kayamat kayamat means till the end of this creation that jiva will continue to sleep or rest in that grave and when the end of creation or kayamat comes when the end of this whole creation comes jesus or allah will come and take them according to their karma to heaven or hell kya kehto jannat aur jahannam is that what right na heaven or hell either ways that's their basic funda this is the disconnect between them and us if because of their understanding of their dharma like that their belief system like that definitely yes if that is the belief system then why do we need shraddha for them so they have no requirement of shraddha their understanding is not right not complete i don't want to discuss and debate on that topic that's a separate subject altogether i'm not here to preach or correct islam or christianity that's not my purpose but i'm telling you the basic belief system so that you understand how the whole thing function for sanatan dharma 
मृत्यु इज एनदर स्टेप टूवर्ड्स इज फाइनल डेस्टिनेशन टिल वेन जी विल कीप डूइंग इन यात्रा आफ्टर यात्रा टिल वेन ही विल कीप ट्रेवलिंग टिल द टाइम ही रियलाइजेस फुल स्टॉप दैट्स वाई इन भज गोविंदम भगवान शंकराचार्य ब्रिंग्स आउट वेरी क्लियरली पुनरपि जननम पुनरपि मरणम पुनरपि जननी जठरे शयनम इह संसारे बहुदुस्तारे कृपया पारे पाही मुरारे एवरी वन हैज टू कीप कमिंग बैक गोइंग कीप कमिंग कीप गोइंग यू नो वेन यू आस्क अ साधु और अ महात्मा दैट वाई यू लेफ्ट द वर्ल्ड एंड वॉक दिस पाथ आई एम फेडअप ऑफ दिस बर्थ एंड डेथ एंड बर्थ एंड डेथ आई वॉन्ट टू एस्केप दिस साइकिल मैन एवरी वेदांती स्टूडेंट इफ इज अ ट्रू वेदांती यू आस्क हिम वाई डू यू वॉन्ट टू रियलाइज हिज आंसर विल बी वेरी सिंपल आई डोंट सी एनी हैप्पीनेस और प्लेजर अल्टीमेट हैप्पीनेस और प्लेजर इन एनीथिंग इन दिस क्रिएशन एंड आई वॉन्ट टू मेक अ रिजॉल्व दैट आई डोंट वॉन्ट टू डिस्टर्ब और यू नो मेक एनी अदर मदर गो थ्रू द पेन ऑफ प्रेगनेंसी अगेन फुल स्टॉप दैट्स द पर्पज आई वॉन्ट टू रियलाइज वेरी क्लियर फॉर दैट यू हैव टू लीव attachment towards everything including the place here only then only you can realize till the time you realize you have to keep circling karma phala karma phala karma phala karma phala i don't know how many eons of creation we have all been roaming around after the curse once you know it's so difficult to even think and comprehend i don't know how many mothers i would have disturbed because of me how many mothers i will have to disturb again hey god give me an end to this disturbance one final round relieve me and relieve any mother of me also by the way that's the point of realization that's what is realization called till the time you realize this process will continue jeeva will continue to travel according to his karma now one po- more portion i want to bring out is that why god becomes of utmost importance or paramount importance here if everybody is only bearing the fruits of their own action then why even god is required so question should genuinely come for everyone why god is required if i am bearing the fruit of my own action and i will improve there are two factors you need to remember very well one is that without god's help you cannot improve yourself on your own that's first point because gravity will pull you down <laughs> i don't have to tell you newton has already discovered that it will always pull you down you need a force which itself is so powerful to not only pull you up but also to keep you up by our own effort we cannot stay up always forget it it's not possible even for mahatmas i'm telling you they all do upasana they keep upasana even after gyan because of this reason that's first reason the second thing is bhagwan is so compassionate so compassionate when he sees that a jeeva is making effort to know me he already takes away many karma and its action nobody can do it prove it i'll tell you nobody can do it 
God will give you discount which nobody can give you. If I have to bear all the fruits of all the actions I have done, I can never realize. I don't know what actions I would have done in the past. How many are left, I don't even know. I have no clarity and no vision towards them. How will I realize, Bhagawan? So when he sees that there is one jiva who is wanting to get me, he starts washing away many of your sins on his own. That is why he is the ocean of compassion. That is why God's role is utmost important in this creation. That is why Upasana remains very important. That is why all the mediums of Upasana, whether you do Dhyana, Japa, Puja, festival, everything becomes important. Final destination, definitely one jiva can decide. But the middle yatra, your people who are left behind, they have to help you. That is why Shraddh becomes of paramount importance. And remember, Pitru Loka is a Urdhva Loka. The enjoyment and bhoga or pleasure there, happiness there, is definitely higher than this Loka. But it's a temporary Loka. I do not know how many Pitras, how many ancestors of mine are in Pitru Loka, Swarg Loka, many other, Ajanaj Loka, born and non-born Loka, Karmaj Loka, there are many Lokas I'll talk about. Karma's loka means the, the loka born out of karma, our own karma. Many lokas are born out of our own karma only. So I do not know how many are there. But remember, in that loka, they have two things very important. They can look at us and they have their favorites in the family also. They start liking some... There are some pitras who look, oh, this person in my family I love. Pitras love us because they have memory there. They have smriti of this loka and they can see this loka. And where I am taking the reference? I am taking the reference direct from Ramayana. Ramayana, in Ramayana, when Bhagwan Rama won, and won over her Lanka, killed Ravana, at that time Dashrath Maharaj comes down from Pitru Loka. It said in the Ramayana itself. That means Dashratji has only reached Pitru Loka by then. But after meeting Rama, uh, then after meeting Rama and all, he you know praised Rama, he worshipped Rama over there. At that time, then he was sent to Swargloka. Because remember, Dasharat became instrumental reason for Ramji's vanvas. So he had some karma left, by the way. That's why he had to stay middle in Pitruloka at that point in time. That's one. The second portion which it comes in Mahabharat. Mahabharat, when Bhishma Pitama goes to do Pindadan, it's said there. In Gangaji goes and does Pindadan. At that time, Shantanu Maharaj's hand come out to accept Pind. So when Shantanu Maharaj's hands come out to, to accept Pind, Bhishma Pitama said, Please, I request you to remain invisible and accept my Pind. Why? Because your hand will come out. There are other people doing Pindadan. They will start having Ashraddha that my ancestors' hand didn't come out. So it will become a bias over there. So I request, he requested Shantanu Maharaj, please accept my Pindadan by remaining invisible only. So these are examples in our scriptures which comes and brings out that these, whatever we do here is, is definitely goes there and is accepted by your Pitras and they remain in that Loka 
for that point in time anyway so that's how why our rishi muni have crafted out a whole process of shraddh and pindadan for all these things i have many more details to say but i <laughs> suddenly realized class time is over sorry anyway i want to just end this session with one more thing there is in last there is one word called pushpika vakya at the end of every chapter i want to read out purposefully and i want to complete this uh, session in, with this it says om tat sat i'll i'll read it out for you om tat sat iti shrimad bhagavad gita su upanishatsu brahma vidyayam yoga shastre shri krishna arjuna samvade arjuna vishada yogo nama prathamo adhyaya it's called what you call at that time since gita is not something written in a text form so to mark the end of the chapter they used to give a concluding concluding statement so that is called pushpika vakya pushpika means a flower offered at the end of every chapter that's why it's called pushpika vakya it says om tat sat now om tat sat will come in a detail in 17th chapter bhagwan will say why we say we should say om tat sat at the end of every good deed many pandits who know the process of doing in sanatan dharma they will say om tat sat om means bhagwan tat means bhagwan sat means the eternal truth bhagwan so these three three words all three represent the final truth which is bhagwan parmatma or bhagwan that's why it's called om tat sat sat means the truth final truth so you know and the reason why it has been pronounced three times in sanatan dharma it says trivaram satyam one one thing which you say three times will become true that's why at the end of shanti mantra it's come om shanti 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 trivaram satyam once you repeat it three times it will become satyam probably islam had taken three times talaq from here only i do not know i don't know why they use three times i have no idea maybe they have picked up from here ultimately i'll tell you what sanatan dharma was the only dharma which was there everybody has taken portions from here only whatever you call it i don't know what to say so maybe they have come from here so om tat sat iti that is shrimad bhagavad gita su it is as as it is coming from shrimad bhagavad gita bhagavad gita is called shrimad there is a reason shrimad means bhagwan with lakshmi ji shrimat the one who is always have lakshmi ji by his side matlab who always have wealth and wealth means not money only ya yeah? every good habit is a wealth only by the way wealth when you say diwali pe lakshmi ji na don't misunderstand her as the devi of wealth means she is the only one who gives money only no every good habit good good culture good characteristics good behavior everything is a wealth only that wealth is only going to help us grow in life further anyway so iti shrimad bhagavad gita su upanishad su it is nothing but upanishad only i'll explain you upanishad in the next session upanishad su what is upanishad brahma vidyayam that upanishad is the only proof of brahma vidya is the only praman for brahma vidya brahma vidya cannot be gained from anywhere else except upanishad so bhagavad gita is nothing but upanishad itself bhagwan has given upanishad in a condensed form in bhagavad gita upanishad su brahma vidyayam what is it yoga shastre this is a scripture which will make you join yog means 
I told you na yoga and yoga. There are two different words. Huh? Yoga means your outside exercise. I'm not talking about that. Yoga means yunjati iti yoga. That which connects you, connects you to what? To your higher nature. Yoga. Okay. You have two natures. Everyone has two nature in this world. Huh? If you are born as a human, lower nature and higher nature. Our automatic propensity is that we fall to our lower nature. If we we are left you know, alone, without any objective in life, we may end up sleeping, wasting time and all that, or lower nature. Higher nature, we will have to make an effort to rise to. That's why I said, God is the only one who will help us achieve the higher nature. Yoga Shastra, this is the scripture to make you reach or, or attain your higher nature. Yoga Shastra. What is, what is the form of this? Shri Krishna Arjuna Samvade. It's a dialogue between Shri Krishna and Arjuna. This whole scripture is in the form of a dialogue. What is it? What is the name of the chapter? Arjun Vishad Yoga. Now, one point more I have to take. I will take two minutes more. You know what? It's only Arjun whose Vishad can become a Yoga. Our Vishad, we have Vishad every now and then. <laughs> we have, you know, our life, if we look back, every now and then there is a Vishad. There is no dearth of Vishad in our life. But our Vishad has never become yoga. How come Arjun's Vishad has become a yoga? How did it become a reason for him to grow above and attain his higher nature, attain knowledge? That is what Arjuna as a character is all about. Only Arjun's Vishad can become yoga. That's what I said in the beginning of this chapter. At least if we understand whatever we need to achieve one thing in our life, at least cultivate how Arjuna lived his life. Cultivate that, you will automatically attain the yoga that way. So every chapter is going to be a yoga. It's going to show you path to attach to your higher nature. So Arjun, only Arjun's Vishad became a yoga. Otherwise, our Vishad never becomes that. We only fall down in, in our Vishad. Arjun Vishad Yoga, Nama, that is the name of the chapter. Prathamo Adhyayaha, that is the end of the completion of the first chapter. Om Tatsar. Kai Navacha Manasendriya Irva Buddhyatmanava Prakrte Subhavat Karomi Adhyat Sakalam Parasmai Narayanayeti Samarpayami Śrīmannārāyanāyeti samarpayāmi Om Purnamadah Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyate Purnasya Purnamadāya Purnameva Vashishyate Om Shānti Shāntihi Shāntihi Hari Om Śrī Gurubhyo Namaha Hari Om Um Tatsat